0: Hey guys, happy Wednesday and welcome to Come and See, our midweek college podcast. I'm Caroline Head, one of the communications interns here at Watkinsville. I've got Carly Malkowitz, the other communications intern, and Vic Doss, our college pastor, along with Harrison Brown. And we're going to talk about satire in the Christian life.
1: So the question is, when is it appropriate to use satire in the Christian life, and when is it not appropriate? But before we get into that, we probably need to define what satire is. So Carly, hit us with a definition there.
0: Okay, so dictionary says, satire is the use of humor, irony, exaggeration, or ridicule to expose and criticize people's stupidity or vices, particularly in the context of contemporary politics and other
1: topical issues.
0: Right and i think the way it plays out i think there's kind of two different kinds um, there's definitely satire in the bible it's used by the prophets it's used a lot by paul by jesus and it can be very very useful in pointing out sins and pointing out unjust systems and everything but in our in our christian cultures like we're surrounded by an age of you know babylon b and john Chris and jesus jukes And it's all stemming from this culture that's like really obsessed with just laughing and being funny and being cool. And I think as Christians, sometimes we just try to bring that into our culture and just kind of get comfortable around this idea. Like we can joke about stuff and really make what's a lot of times a serious matter an unserious thing um, so that we can look cool or funny. But Vic, talk a little bit more about what biblical satire should look like.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of times in the Bible, because it's used in the Bible. Um, sarcasm, irony. Um, when it's used in the Bible, it's the use of it is sparse, mm-hmm. and it's used to uh, a lot of times poke at an entire system. Uh, for example, in Matthew twenty-three, uh, Jesus gives the seven woes to the scribes and Pharisees. But woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! You shut the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. Woe to you, blind guides! He just comes down hard on them. And it's not every Pharisee is bad, but the system is corrupt. And Jesus is being very sarcastic and harsh to expose the corruption of the system. And if you wrote this today, you know, the first thing that would pop up on Twitter would be the hashtag not all Pharisees. But that's not Jesus is not condemning every Pharisee individually, but the system is broken. Uh, So you have that example of its use in Scripture. You have Elijah, the the prophet on Mount Carmel, where the prophets of Baal are trying to appeal to their God. And Elijah says, maybe he's on the toilet. You should yell a little louder. That's satirical. But he's exposing the folly of these guys, cutting themselves, chanting to a God that's not going to answer. So I think there are times when its use... Is powerful and effective. It's probably better to use kindness and gentleness uh, and directness when you're when you're trying to expose folly. If if it works better, because right. uh, we're told you know it's God's kindness that leads to repentance. And and again, there's this there's this fine line in Christian culture. We don't we don't need to be too much like the world, mm-hmm. but we got to know our context. And certainly it works well or you wouldn't have john christ in the babylon beat satire can be
0: direct and specific and it has like a specific purpose um and use Um, but it seems like in christian circles a lot of times like when we just use it to look funny to fit in to look cool it's it's making a joke out of what can be a very serious thing because like christ when he used satire it was never for the purpose of making someone laugh it was always followed by like a very serious explanation of like why he said it. And it it wasn't passive at all. A lot of times when we joke and make Jesus jukes, it's just like a passive indirect way of trying to call something out and it doesn't really work. It's not, it kind of, it's, it's used to replace rebuke when it's rebuke is a very specific thing um, as well.
1: I think sometimes too, in Christian circles, we've elevated politeness to this virtue. For example, Jesus isn't real polite right here. when, Luke 13, at that very hour, Pharisees came and said to him, Get away from here, for Herod wants to kill you. He said to them, Go tell that fox, Behold, I cast out demons and perform cures today and tomorrow, and the third day I finish my course. He's saying, like calling Herod a fox there isn't a compliment. It's He's, he's this clever little boy. Go tell him this is what I'm doing. And then Jesus goes on to say, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stone those who are sent to it. He, he basically says, I know I've got to go to Jerusalem because that's where you kill your prophets. That's it's not polite. But Jesus is using it to expose sin and folly. And it lands on them really like a, like a load of bricks. And I think that if the purpose is to expose sin and lead people to repentance and is done with that heart. Then it's then it's okay, but as a communicator, like that can't be my primary device. Right. Um, and so you have to you have to check yourself. And, you know, am I doing this because it's going to be funny and it's going to make a point, or am I just trying to belittle someone? Mm-hmm. Or am I really trying to expose sin in a culture? And, right. and that's when it I feel like the use is appropriate.
0: Right. Yeah. So I guess there's specific convictions. Like I heard Piper say. Piper, who's like a very serious pastor, someone who doesn't joke a whole lot. Um, But he was talking about this topic and he was saying that his mind is quick to always jump to satire and always make a joke about something. He says he like daydreams about different ways to make satire out of a different topic. But he says he stays away from that in his sermons because he knows his motivations would be um, full of pride. And so like Jesus, when he when he uses satire, there's no pride in his heart. And so he doesn't have to worry about that. Um, but I think a good quote for this, I don't even know who wrote this, but it's very hard to show that Christ is magnificent and that I am clever and funny at the same time. And so like for us, unlike Jesus, it's it's one or the other. It's either we're gonna try to look clever funny, or Jesus is gonna look magnificent. And so like another thing to think about is when we get comfortable in our Christian groups, we'll joke about, you know, different things, different aspects of the Christian walk. And we'll forget that there's people, even if they're just walking by down the street, there's people who are hearing us. And there's people who are really coming to the conclusion that Christians, because of the way we joke about our God, we must like really not think He's that important. We must really not think He's a serious thing at all. And so we just become kind of shallow. And they must, I mean, it doesn't drive them to Christ. So there has to be like a tactfulness in when you're going to use it. And, you know, it's, I don't think that we should feel shameful for, um, just bringing up a joke in front of friends from right. something goofy that happened. But at the same time, it's like most of the time it just comes out when you want to feel good and when you want to feel funny. And there's non believers everywhere who are just like, what is that? Like, we don't, they don't, they don't, got, they don't understand the context of a Jesus Jew.
1: Like, it makes no sense. But, but again, Piper, I, I, I think Piper's right, but it's, and I mentioned this earlier, probably his, it's got to be in his top three, one of his most famous sermons he he uses satire and sarcasm in a way that is brilliant uh it's the if you haven't heard it it's the one day it's from the 90s late 90s he he gives this illustration of of uh this couple that's retired and they're spending their time collecting shells and he says what are you going to say when you stand before the king of the universe and Look at my shells. That's sarcasm, and it's and it's exposing the the folly of the American dream that this is what you need to live for, instead of the glory of Jesus. And so, even Piper himself uses it. Uh, he may not use it a lot, but that one—if you listen to that sermon, it is it is textbook. Here's a way to use it to expose sin and bring conviction uh, right. to people. So right, and like a guy like Matt Chandler, a lot of people
0: are attracted to his preaching. Um, because he's able to use it effectively and he's able to use it as like a skill of communication and also as a way of addressing different sins I heard him joke the other day he does this a lot about how this one guy he knew thought that he's a Christian because he's born in San Antonio <laughs> and he'll crack jokes about that but you know in other things in a kind of a similar way but when sometimes like someone will laugh in the audience or everyone will start laughing and he'll be like no like I'm talking about you guys like this is directed at you so it's it's not he's not doing it to facilitate humor. Like it's right. much more of a sober minded, serious thing. Um the other day at the intern meeting, we me and Brooke were teaching about prayer. And to open up, we showed a John Christ prayer video, and it was just like making fun of the way that Christians do pre meal prayers, and he's talking about how um there's different things that you're eating that you should pray before. He said, Um, um the
1: what sal- is this the one where he does the salad <laughs> yeah. thing? <when> <laughs> yes. See, that's a, it's a good use of it it's right. exposing a little bit of our right. sometimes we're silly about this yeah and and I think that's okay right. in the in the right context like church people we see that and go oh yeah oh because you can find yourself in it right Probably won't play well in a in a culture outside the church because yeah. they look at it and go
0: that's a joke yeah, I mean, yeah. your religion's a joke. your yeah. religion's a joke.
1: So yeah again it's context who's it meant for? Um, so I, I think there, again, it's where you, you got to lean hard into the Holy Spirit and, and say, what's the heart behind this? Why am I saying it? Right. Am I saying it to get the laugh or to be clever? Or am I saying it because I really think this is going to be a way to, that most effectively in this context or relationship or conversation communicates truth about who God is and who I am. That it, that the use of satire or sarcasm is the most effective way to do it, right? And if and if it's not, don't do it, right? Just like in so many other areas of your life, like it's
0: as a Christian, we just need to question our motives and like be willing to think deeper and right. look at the heart, right? Like Jesus cared all about the heart, not the outward deeds. And so, you know, there's so many wrongful motivations for satire specifically. We talked about pride, um, wanting to look funny or cool, anger wanting to look wise, even like joking about a verse in the Bible that you know about when in reality it's, you know, it's, it's just a serious topic. And so just be willing to question yourself and just consider who's around you. Um, consider the people who are looking up to you and, you know, who are going to make Jesus jukes because you, a leader, someone that they look up to made them, it's, it's contagious. And it can, I've really seen how just that foolishness can, and I'm not excluding myself. I'm the one that was facilitating it but seeing how in a friends group it can just set an unserious tone um, when in reality like we should be pushing each other and we should I mean in Ephesians there's a verse that talks about how we should let no obscenity come from our mouth um, no foolishness no foolish talk and I think in our once again in our culture specifically it's just easy to just conform to what's popular which is just all the memes and all the you know good stuff that's going on around us and just Kind of forget about the idea of discipleship um, and sanctification, which is just
1: at the end of the day, a serious matter. And the bottom line is, it's it, you never lose if you lead with kindness. Mm-hmm. In fact, Caroline's wearing a shirt that says, be kind. That's right. That. <laughs> I feel like that's an appropriate place to yeah. end. <laughs> so, so if you're listening, be kind. It works.
0: Amen. Thanks, guys, for joining us today and helping us answer that question. And thank you to everyone that's listening. If you have any questions, feel free to email joel at watkinsville.org. We will try to cover those questions in a podcast.
1: So we'll see you back here next week. Have a great week.